show number 103 and a half of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. A mini show. With the pop girls. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a small interim show, because we don't know when the next real show is going to be. But we've got really important stuff we to do, talk about. We do, we do. Why don't you tell them what the okay, news is? Okay, I'm going to read this read it. <laughs> right off the really sharp, eye-catchy mm-hmm. flyer. The Dragon Theater After Hours presents the Shatner Butt Girls in Look at His Butt, March 28, 2009. Now listen to this catchy stuff. Lena Taylor and Jungle Kitty beam into downtown Palo Alto to lead a warped exploration of all things Shatner and Star Trek as you've never imagined it. Slap on your toupee, squeeze into your tightest pants, and join the Buck Girls for late night laughs. Now listen up, folks. This is on Saturday, March 28th. At 11.30 p.m., so almost midnight. It's late. Whatever you had planned for that night, it can't be as important as this. It can't possibly be. It's at the Dragon Theater, which is a nice, small, little black box theater at 535 Alma Street in Palo Alto. The tickets are only, only $7. Mm -hmm. It's less than a movie. Mm -hmm. Now, it's cash or check only. There's no reservations. You just have to line up. And we think the theater holds 40? 42. 42. So, you know, you better camp out. Now, we we have to say, if you're one of the local people here in the Bay Area who listens to this show, and we know who you are, because we do know who you are, (laughs) because you've sent us emails, so we have your your email address. And we've we've met some of you. We've met some of you. If you don't come to the show, we're going to find you. We know where you live. Yeah. And we're not going to say what we're going to do, but... It won't be pretty. Now, that information is also going to be on our blog, mm-hmm. lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. We also have a separate website for our live performances, mm-hmm. and that is lookathisbutt.com. Yes. So all that information is going to be there. This is going to be a live stage show mm-hmm. with us doing skits yes. and sound and video. And then there's also going to be a comedian mm-hmm. on the bill. His name is Jimmy Gunn. You're going to be able to buy pizza and eat it in the theater. <laughs> it's it's going to be about um, 45 minutes. Well, we're going to do like about 45 minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. somewhere between that. Yeah, and then there'll be a little intermission, and mm-hmm. then Jimmy's going to come on, so you'll want to stick around for that. Yes. But it's all good material. Um, for those of you who have taken the time to watch the video of us uh, with interviewing Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie, yeah. Marjorie will be there, but it won't be exactly the same as in the video. There's going to be a lot more of that. And there's new stuff. New stuff. And, you know, so um, those of you who uh, saw us at the Women on the Way Festival, mm-hmm. it's new and different stuff from that. So yes. you have not, you haven't seen anywhere near the spectrum of, uh, of Shatnerish wonders that yeah. we are bringing. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. Saturday, March 28th, mm-hmm. mark your calendar. Mm-hmm. We expect to see you and, there. And, uh, you know, scrape up your seven bucks. Yeah. And if you're planning on going, drop us a line just so that yes. we know to look for you and to say hello to you. That's right. At lookathisbutt at gmail.com. So do that. So that that was our, our really big news. Really big news, yes. But now Lena has other news. Well, I have a small con report to give you. This past weekend was WonderCon in San Francisco. It was 
um, incredibly well attended, I have to say. I've been going to WonderCon probably for the last five years or so. This was the most packed it has ever been. It was reminding me quite a lot of Comic-Con, which is the big con that's down in San Diego. <clears throat> the aisles were impossible to squeeze through. It was taking me like 20 minutes just to get from one place to another because it was so crowded and you could <laughs> only walk really, really slowly. But it was good. It was really fun. So I was there all day on Saturday. Um, if you want to hear some of the other stuff that I did, you can go and listen at the podcast I put up at my other one, which is I Read Comics. And I interviewed some people that were there. But here I wanted to tell you guys about the Trek stuff that happened. So the big event on Saturday was a panel about the new Trek movie. And they held it in one of the giant ballrooms, which holds um, something around 3,000 people, or maybe it's a little bit more than that. I'm going to interrupt for a minute. Yes. And just tell everybody, as you know, I'm avoiding spoilers. Mm -hmm. And so Lena is not going to say any spoilers in this report because she's sitting any, here with me. There weren't any spoilers. So okay. uh, here's the thing. Um it was just marketing. <laughs> it was marketing. It really okay. was. I was very disappointed because traditionally I've gone to a lot of other panels like this at, at different cons where they talk about a movie that's coming out and they tell you stuff. And last year, the panel that was the, the thing of the whole con was about the Iron Man movie. And it was a fantastic panel. It was so good. They had all this footage that nobody had ever seen before. The director was there, and he shared all these amazing stories about people he talked to and what a fan he was. And it was incredibly in-depth. He had some people from Marvel Comics there who were talking about the transition from the comics to the movie. There were no actors there, but that was okay. And it was really like a hardcore geek session, and it was fantastic. This was not like that. <laughs> So, to just set the stage for this, um, this... Wait, can I set the stage? Oh, sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> Lena was... live tweeting it to you. Yeah, well, tweeting, sorry. About it. Lena sent me two text messages during WonderCon. The first one said, <laughs> Crazy Pike and Gary Lockwood are here. And I totally flipped out because I, I was thinking, oh, my God, it's like going to the Bizarro universe. And, it was. And Lena's in an insanity sandwich between was, these two clowns. It, it was going to be like a, a steel cage match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was Chris Pine is a moron. <laughs> so up until this moment, that's what I knew of WonderCon. Okay, now you may proceed. Okay. So they, they're deciding to do this in one of the really big rooms, and... Um, I knew because I've been to many cons before. You can't get there when it starts because that's too late. You have to get there way ahead of time. So let's see. I'm looking at the program here. Um, it was supposed to start at 2 o'clock. So I got there at 1.15. <laughs> and what they were showing, so this is relevant in a weird sort of way, was some previews and some publicity for a movie called Alien Trespass, which is a movie that's coming out this summer, I think. And it's supposed to be um, a loving homage to 50s horror movies with giant monsters in it. And it looks actually very funny, and they did it very straight, which was good. There wasn't a lot of winking involved in it, so it was more like a Mighty Wind sort of thing, where it was uh -huh. more like a tribute than a parody of. And Eric McCormack is in it. So he was oh, there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hey, that's Eric McCormack. <laughs> so um, they talked about the movie and how much fun it was to shoot it, and Dan Loria is in it, who's also the father on Wonder Years, and he's a wonderful actor. Oh, I've yes, seen him in yes. many things, and he's very funny in real life. And I forget who the, the woman was who's in the movie. It's just right out of my brain. So they talked and talked, and then they had question and answer period. And one of the questions for Eric McCormack was, is there going to be a free enterprise too? <laughs> I was like, Yay! oh, awesome. 
So sadly, he doesn't think there will be. And it's just because so much time has passed since the original one was made. There there has been a lot of interest in it. And he said that Bill was totally into it. Like Mm -hmm. if they did it, he's on board. So it's not a question of Bill not being available to do it. But everybody's very busy. So he's busy. Um, he's got a new TV he's series. He's got a new TV series. Everybody, the writers, the, you know, the two guys who did it, they're busy. And there is still some kind of lingering interest, but there's no compelling reason to do it right now. Oh, and and he, very, he acknowledged, you know, that he has been shocked, not shocked, but surprised and really pleased by the fact that it's gone on to be this kind of cult movie mm-hmm. and it's taken on the life of its own and people are still interested and he thinks it's completely wonderful. He's so happy about that. But he just doesn't think there's enough momentum going to get a second one made. But it was good to hear that, that Bill was on board with it. Right. I liked hearing that. So it was cool just to hear that. Um, so that was kind of cool. So then um, I, I was there. I was trying to pass out some flyers for the show and not get thrown out by the security guards. <laughs> and um, I was waiting for Logan to join me, who's my co-host on the comic show. So I kept texting him. I was like, where are you? You have to get here if you want to get in. So time's going by and time's going by and it's at like quarter to two now and the place is really filling up. And Logan texts me and he says, we're not going to make it. The line goes all the way out the Moscone Center, like through, winding through the lobby of it, out the door and down Folsom Street, which is the street that was right next to it. Jeez. There were that many people who wanted to get in. Those people didn't get in. (laughs) So uh, the panel started late, of course, because whatever. So J.J. Abrams was there. He was kind of the host. And I'd never really seen him, like, in Mm -hmm. real life. I've seen him do some interviews. And he reminds me of um, a character from Second City Television that Rick Moranis used to do, Mm -hmm. who's just, like, this manic Hollywood director guy who kind of, you know, he's pacing up and down on the stage, and he's running his hand through his hair, and he's kind of like, "Uh, okay, so we're here for the panel, and um, I really haven't prepared anything. So uh, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to talk? Do you want me to answer questions? I don't know what I should do. Boy, it's really great to be here. Look at all you people in the audience. I'm just so jazzed about this movie. I don't know what we should do. Should we, you know, it's like, just <laughs> they calm do, down, calm they down. do a character like that on that um, improv show, whose line is this? Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, he, that's the way J.J. Abrams is when he's at a con. So okay. he was there. He had the, the guy who is the writer for the movie, whose name completely escapes me now, who said about three words. Mm-hmm. He had the producer, who is another guy whose name escapes me, who said no words. <laughs> and then he had Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine and Zoe Saldana, the okay. three stars of the movie. So my observation is, as I texted to you, that Chris Pine is an idiot. <laughs> he is incredibly good looking in real life. Um, and I don't think he was wearing a lot of makeup. It didn't mm-hmm. look like it. But he looks in real life as good as he does in his pictures. So he has that going for him anyway. But my concern now is that stupid people usually cannot play intelligent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, intelligent people can play stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has to pray, and we have to pray, that they have a great editor. Mm. Not one who's really primarily concerned with the special effects, but who's concerned with making it look like that guy knows the meaning of his lines. Because mm. that's in the hand of the editor. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. He, he was very very not make not not making sense but he wasn't really able to answer the questions that were asked of him relating to but i mean were they allowed to get to the the um the uh pertinent conundrum of what of the question <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> that's the thing in galaxy quest oh, <laughs> relevant conundrum a relevant conundrum <clears throat> they were asking him you know they asked him and quinto 
what was it like when you have to play these characters? <clears throat> Excuse me. And he just couldn't really answer it. He, he didn't have a good answer, except just some kind of blather about, oh, yeah, I knew about all these years of blah, 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 blah. But he didn't say anything about acting. You know, he didn't have any insights into his acting technique or what he did to prepare for it or what his mindset was or how this was going to relate. He just didn't answer any questions like that. Well, Zachary Quinto did. He said mm-hmm. a lot about that. And J.J. Abrams did, to his credit. Mm-hmm. So things they didn't talk about at the panel were the plot. <laughs> this was never mentioned. Good. They didn't talk about uh, sequels at all, like whether they expect to make one or not. They did well, talk- that would be really premature. Well, but, you know, as people have said, and I agree with them, Paramount's thinking franchise. They want mm-hmm. to turn this into another franchise. And I'm sure that there's a script already in development for the second one, whether this one succeeds or, or fails, mm-hmm. just because. They have the sets now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Better use them again for something. Yeah. Um, they they did talk about how this movie fits in with canon, and J.J. Abrams said, he said, he thinks this will be respectful of canon and work with canon. Yeah, but where have we heard that before? I know, I, and so he could just be blown smoke, and we'll have to watch the movie to see. But he didn't say how or why. He didn't give any specifics. He just said this, and he said it several times, and he went out of his way, I think, to reassure people that he wasn't going to be pulling, you know, a Braga and and just kicking everything out the door and saying, you know, fuck Trek fandom and fuck everything that's come before it, that they wanted to make the fans happy. We'll see. We'll see. But it was nice of him to say it. (laughs) Yes, yes. Okay. So, um... Uh, Quinto was really good. He was, um, he's very cute in real life. He, his face doesn't look like rubber. Okay. He looks plastic. Like plastic. Hard plastic. He looks normal. Okay. And he is sort of sexy in a very geeky way. And he was very at ease and very funny and sort of charming. And I liked him a lot more than I've ever seen him before. I thought mm-hmm. he came off really, really well in this situation. And he managed to be pretty humble about mm-hmm. the responsibilities of playing Spock and gave huge props to Leonard Nimoy and said, you know, he he said that he hadn't he deliberately hadn't watched any Trek episodes to to see what Nimoy had done with Spock until he had been working with Nimoy for a while. Oh, that's interesting. So he met with Nimoy and they talked a lot about the character and what it should be and what it meant to play him. And then when he they started filming, then he started watching episodes. Hmm. So I thought that see that was interesting. You know, yeah, it's like an yeah. acting thing. Like really good. Thanks for telling me that. I never would have guessed. And everybody said what a delight Leonard Nimoy was to work with. So that was cool. Cool. Did Zoe Saldana have anything she to She talked a little bit. Um, she just said that she loved meeting the original cast members. She got to meet with Nichelle and talk mm-hmm. with her about the character and, and thought Leonard was great also and just thought it was a really good movie. She didn't really get to talk that much. Most of the questions were directed at J.J. Abrams or Zachary Klimto. Um So the one funny thing, which I thought... So here's an example of, of Chris Pine not being, I thought, as intelligent. Um, s- somebody said, uh, as a question, um, were you, you know, did it scare you, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, that you had to take on these two characters that have been played by these very famous actors after all this time and, you know, be true to them. And so Chris Pine started off by saying, well, you know, coming into this with all the history of track, it was very daunting. It was just totally daunting to have to think of blah, blah, blah. And he goes on and blah, blah, blah. And Quinta goes, well, I wasn't daunted at all. <laughs> <laughs> In this very sort of casual off the cuff. And Chris Pine, who's sitting right next to him, gives him the middle finger. <laughs> 
which, you know, it was sort of funny in a way, but it was also sort of like, well, that's a real frat boy thing to do. Yeah. It's not quite as classy as you want a guy to be in that situation. That was the only response he could think of. Mm -hmm. There was no, like, cutting witty remark to make there. Mm, I'm expecting too much from him. Maybe so. So the only other interesting thing that was said, which I'm relating here, was that um, somebody asked Chris Pine about Shatner, and he didn't really have that much to say, but he did say that he thought um, one of the things that Bill had going for him in the original, in the role of Kirk, was that he always played it with a a twinkle in his eye. Mm -hmm. And he didn't think he'd ever be able to recapture that. Okay, thanks. Thanks okay. for the warning. Yeah. <laughs> but, no twinkle. But, but that was it. I think they were probably all told, you know, don't talk about Bill. Don't talk about Bill. And that was it. There was no more talk about Bill mm. after that. Hmm. And then they showed a trailer, which basically had the same stuff in it as I'd seen in other trailers with maybe another 10 seconds of added footage. And I'm really pissed off at these trailers because they in no way help you understand what the movie is about. I think that that's what they're going for. It's very frustrating. It's a lot of things blowing up. It's a lot of people arguing with each other. It's like, where's the story? I want to know what the story is. And I'm not getting any of that from these trailers. Well, I I kind of think, like I said, that's what they're going for. Um, is It's an action adventure. I guess. I'm hoping that there's going to be some more drama in it. Well, be nice. So I am too. We'll see. It's very pretty. Okay. Very pretty. And and Quinto looks like Spock. I mean, it's okay. kind of shocking when you see him with uh-huh. the shirt and the ears and everything. You're like, whoa. It's huh. kind of cool. Okay. So we will see. So that was it. That was the whole thing. Well, good con report. Yeah. So let me just tell you about the autograph thing. Oh. So one of the things that they have at cons is celebrities who do autographs, as we know, because <laughs> right. we talked about this last year. Now, they have a lot of people autographing this year. I think that they finally figured out that they could have some fairly famous people signing. So I'm just flipping to the autograph section to tell you who was there because I was a little surprised. The way they they generally do... um, Barack Obama? No, he wasn't there. That would have been cool. I would have been all over that. Um, They they have... I'm I'm showing you now. The map. The map. So it's a big triangle. Sorry, rectangle. Mm -hmm. And... Most of the space is taken up by large tables from big distributors, comic book companies, or, or movie studios mm-hmm. and things like that. And then way over in the corner, <laughs> they have um, Artists Alley, which is for independent artists. And then there's another section called Small Press, which mm-hmm. is for you know people who do independent publishing. And then there's the autograph tables. Mm-hmm. And it's all jammed together in a corner. There were so many people at the autograph tables wanting to get autographs. You couldn't walk. And some of the people that I wanted to talk to were over in the small press area, and I couldn't get to them. Really? Because there were so many people there. It was like, fuck. I just... So I was a little annoyed at that. I mean, mm-hmm. good that there were so many people because a lot of them did spill over into small press and artist alley, which is good. It gave mm-hmm. them more eyeballs. But they could have thought that out a little bit better. Well, I there was good press on WonderCon this year, and I was reading some of the articles with um, the people who produce it, and they sounded like they were very surprised at how many attendees yeah, they had this yeah, year. So they did. maybe next year it'll be a little. So here's who was there: Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. Adam West. Mm-hmm. Those are big names. Those, those are, the, are big. Those names. are the biggest names I've ever seen at WonderCon doing autographs, and there were. People, and they're just at tables. They're not just, appearing at they're, um, they're sitting, talks. Like when we've been to tables before, like when mm-hmm. you talk to Timmy. Yeah. It's it's like that. They're just wow. sitting at a table selling their autographs. Barbara Luna and her breasts were there. Good. 
Both of them? Both of them. Very yeah. good, good. I saw that. Uh, Timmy was there again. Uh-huh. Uh, that was good. I wonder if he remembers me. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you a few other people who were there. Um, let's see. Uh, there's Barbara Luna. Richard Keel was there. So he's the guy who was in the James Bond movies as Jaws. Oh, okay. And he's also been in a number of, of really cheesy, low-budget horror films. Okay. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, E.G. Daly was there. She's one of my favorite uh, actresses. She's in a... Um, She's been in some really uh, weird 80s movies, but she also does voices. There were a lot of voice actors there this hmm. year. She does um, one of the characters on Powerpuff Girls, and she does Rugrats also. Oh, okay. And she, she was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, okay. which is one of my favorite things. Um, Pamela Ferton was there, who was in Star Trek. She played one of the kids in the, um, the, oh, the, her. the Children Shall Leave Yes, episode. yes, yeah. okay. She used to be on The Odd Couple also. Mm-hmm, I remember her. Um, let's see. Chase Masterson was there. She's always there. Her and her breasts. Um, John Provost was there. Sean Kenny was there. Gary Lockwood Sean was Kenny, there. Sean Kenny, for those of you who don't know, is Crazy Pike. Were he and Lockwood sitting next to each other? They were not sitting next to each Damn! other. I know. That would have been hilarious. Um, Malachi Throne was there, but I didn't oh, get, I would have liked to see him, but yeah. I couldn't get in there. It was just too Jeez. crowded. Too many freaking people. Um, so... I, I didn't get to see them. I didn't get to see what they looked like. I'm sure Sean Kenny looked exactly the same. Oh, I'm yeah. sure Lockwood looked exactly the same. Yeah. But it was funny that they were both there. Like, it was almost as if a temporal vortex would have opened <laughs> up or something because they were in the same general physical space. Yeah. So that was really funny. But, uh, yeah, they need to manage the autograph thing a little bit better if they're going to have people like Mark Hamill come to sign mm-hmm. autographs because it really wasn't And Carrie working. Fisher, my God. Yeah, I know. So that was cool. Yeah. But, man, was it crowded. Wow. So it took me a long time to get all over the place. But it was cool. I had a good time. Uh, we did a podcasting panel, which I'm going to have up on my podcast as soon as the the iFanboy guys send it to me. Uh, and you can listen to that if you want. We did talk a little bit about Star Trek, but mostly about comic books. Cool. So that's my con report. And I'm so glad it didn't rain the day that I was there. It rained on Sunday. Yeah. It poured on Sunday. Yeah. And being there with all those people, smelly people. Wet. Yeah. Would have yeah. smelled everybody would have smelled like a wet dog. Yeah. Would that would not have been bad. bad. Really bad. Well let's close with one last little piece of Bill News. Um the movie fanboys opened and closed. <laughs> in really about fast. Five minutes, yeah. yeah. Um yes. And um in the course of one of the T V reviews they did show the, the his cameo scene. Oh. And apparently for those of you who don't know the basic plot, two fanboys or a group of fanboys, are so desperate to see one of the sequels to Star Wars, mm-hmm. whichever one, that uh, they decide they are going to drive co- cross-country, go to the Skywalker Ranch, and steal a copy of the film and watch it. And they're in Vegas, and someone is in the shadows and gives them the codes and everything to get into the Skywalker oh, Ranch. Wow. And they go, oh, great, this is wonderful. How did you score this? And he steps forward and goes, are you kidding? I'm William, I'm William Shatner. I can score anything. So that was cool. That's hilarious. So that was, that was Bill's cameo. That's very funny. That. Well, um, I just posted two things to the blog today, which I, yes, I saw to. those. Um, one of them was a 
short interview with Bill in which he talked about his appearance on Saturday Night Live. <clears throat> and it brought up a really interesting thing that I'd never thought about, which was that the way they do Saturday Night Live is completely opposite from the way Bill likes to work because yes. he's an actor and he's a working professional. So this whole thing about throwing the show together at the last minute freaked him out in mm-hmm. a big way. And you can see that as he's talking about it. It's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why don't we have any lines yet? Why am I here? <laughs> yes. Well, um, <clears throat> I wonder if he and Candace Bergen ever talked about that. Oh, they probably did. Because she yeah. hosted the show a couple of times. Yeah. And I remember her once saying that she, um, hosting that show was like being kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation <laughs> Army. And you either threw yourself into it entirely mm-hmm. or you did not survive. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure I'm sure they shared that. (laughs) Um, The other thing I posted was something that Logan found, which was um, a wonderful recreation of the cage um, episode. Not the menagerie, but the actual cage episode in Lego. I haven't had a chance to go through them, but that thing of the women totally (laughs) cracked me up. It's really, really funny. It's all on Flickr. So it's just individual photographs of everything mm-hmm. that's posed, but it's brilliant. So you have to go through and look through it. they got parts one, two, and three, and then they have a making of, which is even funnier. I know uh, um, a young man who was very, very much into Lego when he was a little boy, mm-hmm. and his dad is, is a Trekkie. And a few months ago when somebody else had done an episode in Lego, I emailed that thing to them, and I said, here's something you can share. So... <laughs> Definitely make sure they get this It's one. really, really good. I love stuff like that. Me too. It's so funny. Uh, okay, well, let's wrap it up then. Okay, because we got a lot of work we to do. we got some work to do. We're going to work on the show now. The live yeah, show. The live show, yeah. So come and see us, damn it. Saturday the 28th. Be there. Synchronize your star date keeper <laughs> things. We'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs>